Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning, News Talk 1130 WISN's Retirement Clinic, hosted by Aaron Kowal with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Aaron, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. And you brought a friend. We have a guest. We have a busy show today. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. As always, they all are, right, Paul? It, well, of every Saturday, you can't. It, every show is the though. best show, right? Yes. Every show is the best show. Joe Breyer is going to make this show the best show. He is president of Lake Country Advisors. Joe Breyer, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Fantastic. I'm going to let Aaron take care of the introductions. Like, why do we have Joe in the show today? And we'll give more on the Coal Investment Group, which does market reports on WISN, and this show for over 20 years, Aaron. Yeah. Joe and I were talking off the air about that. Over 20 years on this show, the market reports even longer. So great to have you and everybody, including your father, Jeff. Yes. Part of this show over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, it's it's a lot of fun doing it. Get to meet great people. And, and uh, I, you know, I learn a lot even uh, doing the show. So uh, it's really great. So we have Joe Breyer. He's been a resource for, for us, for our company for, for a while now. You know, I always say everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm not good at the introductions. And so I, 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 you know, he knows obviously himself and his business better than I do. So, um, you know, Joe's with Lake Country Advisors. They do a lot of M and A mergers and acquisitions uh, work. So, why don't you tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about your company, about you, um, and we can take it from there. Yeah, that sounds great. So, um, I'm the president at Lake Country Advisors, and uh, as Aaron said, we do mergers and acquisitions work. So, what exactly does that mean? Well, we are really a sell side representation firm where we are helping business owners who want to sell their business. We basically package it up, we bring it to the open market, and we get it across the finish line to successfully transition the business over to a new owner. Um, You know, a little bit about Lake Country Advisors. We've been assisting business owners in Wisconsin and Illinois since 2007. That's when our company was founded. Uh, I joined in 2008. And, uh, you know, we've been helping people accomplish their exit strategy ever since. Uh, We are licensed in both Wisconsin and Illinois. Um, We really focus on businesses that are between, uh, have annual revenues of between one to 50 million. And so what that means is we really fall into this kind of sweet spot because that that's a lot of companies in my opinion it is yeah it is but you know what's interesting you know business brokers tend to focus on main street businesses that would be like ice cream shops and bars and restaurants and things of that nature investment bankers focus on businesses that are very large 50 million in revenue and above so we've really carved out this nice sweet spot of businesses that fall in, in what's called the lower middle market. And that's what we focus on. What so, kind of industries or what kind of you know, uh, business, I guess a little more specific, um, you know, do you, do you work on, obviously not like massive, big publicly traded companies to, or, and like you said, not like the ice cream shops. Uh, where, what is like really the industries in your sweet spot? What do you, where do you excel at? Yeah, so we like to say we are industry agnostic, meaning that we really will look at just about 
every type of industry that's out there, but we definitely have a focus. You know, we really focus on four primary industries, and it's mainly because of the geographic region of which we serve. But those four would be manufacturing, distribution, medical, and of course, Wisconsin people, construction. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of construction? All, all kinds? Yeah, of course, all kinds. I mean, I, I yeah, cracked a joke there, but really, um, construction could be um, uh, residential home building or uh, commercial buildings, right? Um, but they could also be highway construction. They could be, you know, just about any kind of segment within those top industries. We'll take a look at and we'll help out. Is that kind of like a now, I don't want to put the wrong label on you. I'm married to a real estate agent, right, <laughs> who buys and sells homes and represents buyers and sellers. You you do that for businesses on a much higher level. Absolutely. You, you, you help the business buy and sell both? Yes. Yeah. So we will also work with buyers. Um, the Wisconsin laws and Illinois laws are very specific. So we are very much representing sellers. But we will work with buyers, and buyers contact us all the time to listen to what businesses we currently have to, for sale. And, you know, in our job to help represent the seller, we kind of need to look out for the buyer, too. Because in order to get these to actually cross the finish line, it really needs to be a win-win situation. Even if the seller is winning and the buyer is losing, it will come full circle and it will affect the seller. So we really have to look out for everyone's protection in making sure that these deals are done correctly. It's like a win-win or, or no deal. I think it was a Stephen Covey. You know, he said one of the seven habits is uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was you know, when you're doing a deal, win-win or, or no deal, and that that is certainly true because you be selling a bill of goods and have them come back and, and bite you in the butt later on, um, and that's. Um, you know that, that you, no one wants that, and then it, it reflects poorly on the seller, and the the buyer is not going to be happy, and it reflects poorly on on the broker that that helped negotiate the deal. So that's you know that's a huge aspect and something you don't always see all the time. It's you know I've seen it in real estate, I've seen it in business. It's like no, let's just get the deal done. It doesn't matter if it's a bad deal. Just get the deal done because I want to get paid. I want to move on. I want to yeah. get to the next to the next thing. On residential real estate, everybody talks about it's a seller's market. Everybody knows that story, right? With that climate we're in, I know that real estate ebbs and flows, right? Does your industry ebb and flow? Is there a cert- certain label you can put on it? Like, is, is it busy right now? Is it a seller's market? Are business owners looking to sell? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it is a seller's market. What's really interesting is. You know, you look at the last couple of years here of what has kind of taken place and with 2020 being the COVID year and any kind of, um, uh, you know, potential recovery from the COVID 2020 year, um, it is still a seller's market. And it's mainly because there, it's, it's supply and demand. There's not a lot of businesses that hit the open market that are ready to sell and execute their exit strategy. But there's an abundance of buyers, and and the buyers come in all different types, right? And we, we can get into that if we want to later on. But, yeah, right now it is a seller's market, although I don't know how much longer it will last. I, I really think that you know there's still a small window of opportunity to probably sell your business at top dollar um, for probably another year or so. But 
I think a lot of people are forecasting that an economic recession could be taking place, and we'll see how that affects the the seller's market currently. Yeah, then everything's up in the air, right? I right. Mean, that, then every if it, we're in a full blown recession, everybody's affected by that. But it's interesting what you said because nobody knows what the future holds. But a lot right. of people, I I know people that have sold their home recently just because they know they're going to get a, a the value skyrocketing. Right? Will that last? Probably not. Are you? You're always told you can't time the market, Aaron. Right? Well, oh, right. You don't know what the top is. You don't know what the bottom is. Yeah. You know, I I believe in approach that. It's, if it's part of your your planning, if it's time for you for you to make an exit, if the purpose of your business is to sell it, I know people that they've started their business with the express purpose of selling it within seven years or whatever. That might be you know time, but if it's you know, you're still passionate about growing it, you know, it just depends on what on where you are in life and where uh, you know because we don't have a crystal ball. Um, which, but I, you know, would tend to, I'm not violently disagreeing with the assessment in a year or two years when the, you know, we don't need to get, get onto the economics of it. A couple of years when interest rates get to be too high. It could slow down. That could, it could certainly slow Just things like down. Just like housing could slow down. You're right. If yeah. rates go up, it's going to slow down all of those buyers and, that are going crazy right now. You just don't know. So it should be part of a plan and when, and, and make an exit plan. So do you work with succession planning at all? You know, family businesses where they... Yeah, we do some of that. Um, you know, and I, I would say this too, you know, you get one shot to sell your business. You right. know, a lot of these uh, business owners have been running their operation for 15, 20, 30, 40 years sometimes, right? And so when, as Aaron's saying, you know, it, obviously the money is a big part of it, yeah. right? But it's more than money. These business owners have poured their blood, yes. sweat, and tears into this operation, and there's so much more meaning behind it. I mean, they care about their employees. They care about their customers. They care about the legacy of which they've built up. And so part of us coming in being M&A advisors is not to just bring it to the market and, and try to get top dollar. While that is a goal, another part of the goal is to really understand the business owner and what do they care about? Do they mm-hmm. care about the legacy moving forward? And then what type of buyer personality needs to be able to step in and be able to take over the steering wheel of the ship and continue to you know, keep the boat afloat, right? So we need to understand all of that prior to even bringing the business to the open market. And that's what we do as we sit down with these business owners and have that free consultation that we always offer. Um, and, and we really dig in deep and understand what the goals and objectives are. Yeah, and that that's you know that that's huge because it is more than money. And if you you could get somebody that's the top dollar, but if they're not st- you know going to take care of the employees or take care of the things that are important to you, you're not going to be able to to sleep at night after after doing it. So that's um, you know it, there is more. I know we we talk about I'm, I'm you know. Uh, feel like a psychologist sometimes or a therapist sometimes <laughs> when I'm working with clients that is not okay. It's not just this emotionless. You will have you need X amount of dollars per month to live off of. You know, there's especially when the markets are volatile. Right. There's there's a certain amount of coaching in, uh, involved in that, and so there's a lot more to it than just the money. Aaron Kowal's guest today. We're talking with Joe Breyer, president of Lake Country Advisors, and this is WI Sense Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Cronforst. I'm looking at your website, Joe. It's really easy to remember, lakecountryadvisors.com. 
And you talk about M&A, mergers and acquisitions. Um, I'm scrolling through. You've got a couple offices in the area we should mention, right? Yeah, we have offices located in Waukesha and Fond du Lac. Uh, but again, we do serve all the entire state of Wisconsin and the entire state of Illinois. Those are the two states that we are properly licensed in. LakeCountryAdvisors.com. As we talk about all of this, Aaron, the Coal way.com your website we yeah. should mention that right away and all the uh, social platforms are all on your website yes. the coalway.com how does this factor into one's retirement plan we often talk about in your boss segment later on right do you get um is your business your retirement yeah. plan and is that your only retirement plan is that is that such a bad thing is that wrong yes <laughs> it, it 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 is we talk about holistic planning and um, and planning for the business owners, a lot of times we've, in, in my experience, they're focused just on their business. Um, but they could, th- th- there's so many variables out there that you might not know, you don't know that can hijack your, your retirement. If that is all, I mean, you could be disrupted out of your business. You could lose key employees that takes your business away from you. Um, you know, there could be a lawsuit that might, it may or may not be your fault, but just the cost to defend yourself could be prohibitive to stay in business. So, um, life you know, happens, right? Life, ha- you know, it, life happens in, in the business world and in your personal life. And I, what have you said? Don't rush things before. Don't make sure it's the right decision. And Joe, I'm sure you've got thoughts because this is, you talked about, it's not always all about money. Uh, the sale of a business is also emotional, really. It's really emotional, isn't it? It's a huge emotional roller coaster ride. And Aaron's spot on because, you know, unfortunately, there are times where I'm sitting down with a business owner and um, they want to sell their business, but their entire retirement is wrapped up inside the business. And they have this magic number in their head of what they believe they need to sell the business for, but then there's the unfortunate reality of what the actual value of the business is. They, they could be wrong on either side. Maybe they think it's, oh, let's just say, for example, I think it's worth $20 million. And in all reality, let's say it's 10 Could it be wrong the other way? Maybe it's worth more than you think? Yeah, absolutely. We we have run into that from time to time. Now, that's a much easier conversation to have. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. Your right. retirement planning is screwed up. Your business is worth twice what you think it is. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Their jaw drops. Yeah. They take a breath and they said, "Let's let's sell," right? But you know, the, you're hitting on a really important topic that we typically do in our discovery day, which I'm sure Aaron does yeah. discovery days as he meets with new clients. When we meet with a new client, you know, a, a seller has to have all the necessary information to be able to make an informed decision if now is the right time to sell their company or not. One of those big factors is what's the value of the company? And so what we do is we will step up and do a free valuation for our clients to make sure that they have all the necessary information so that they have all expectations set accordingly prior to launching and bringing it to the open market. Value means the business and the physical building itself in many cases. In many cases, it's lease. It just It's case by case. Everybody's business is different, right? Absolutely. Every case is different. Some people uh, own their real estate. I mean, the most common is you own your business in an S-corp and it uh, is rented um, through the LLC real estate. So that's the most common 
uh, corporate setup. But sometimes there's businesses that they don't own the real estate and they're they're leasing from a third party landlord, and and that creates some complications too. Because well, you could make you could make some mistakes in the sale of the if along the ways, right? It's good to have good advisement. Absolutely, <laughs> and you need to be able to analyze and 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 take into consideration all of that because you know, especially when you own the real estate, are you paying yourself fair market rent? If yeah. you are, well, then you're you're pretty much okay. But if you're not, are you under or are you over? Then does there need to be an adjustment made mm-hmm. to the overall cash flows of the operation? All of these things affect value. And that's what we do. We step in and evaluate for our clients. And, and one thing I want to highlight, because it's certainly not um, uniform across your industry. I've talked with many people that um, sell businesses, that you offer a free valuation uh, of the business. And I think that's that's huge because I think of, of uh, prevent prevent. There's I've been seeing costs for fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. That that's how much they'll charge to do a valuation on your business, whether you're going to sell it or not. Is that like like an appraisal? Would you or is that a good analogy? Yeah, uh, it is. We when we do these free valuations, it's part of the overall uh, free consultation. And so uh, we do charge to do full-blown valuation reports. Um, When we do the free consultation valuation, they're not going to get the you know, for, you know, like a free 70 to 100-page valuation report, right? But we will do the thorough analysis of the financials. We collect everything. We analyze. And then we're sure. also taking into consideration all of the business value drivers that are associated with that specific business because valuation is actually art and science. The science mm-hmm. is the numbers, but the art part is understanding all the different characteristics of the business from how many uh, employees do you have on your labor force? What's the owner's duties and responsibilities? Is there a customer concentration issue, right? So there's so many different things that really need to be analyzed and thought about because when a buyer comes forward, you need to be able to communicate all of the characteristics of the business to them appropriately. I would think, I would think, Aaron, it's the yeah. $64,000 question. Oh. What is my business worth? Yeah. If I sell it, what's that magic number, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of hesitation from, from people as well that um, it is, they, they want to know, but they don't want to know. Right, because I want to know what my business is worth, yeah. but it could be worth a lot less than what I think about. So don't, just don't tell me the bad news. Yeah. You know, I just you know, and so so nothing happens. You know, and so it's that's certainly something out there. I want to uh, talk about a couple things, maybe maybe after our our break. Um, but I want to get an idea for the process. Okay, I want to sell my business. How how do I do that? Um, and then maybe after when we come back from from the break, um, we can. Uh, talk about what maybe two or two to four things as a business owner can I do to to drive the value of my business. So if, if you say my business is worth X, I want it to be worth X plus Y. What do I need to start doing today to get it to, well, to, to that? It's like the, to simplify simplify it. If I'm selling my home, I spruce it up. I make sure it's really yeah. looking the best, right? The grass is cut inside and out. It looks spectacular. Is a business any different, Joe? You know, not really. I mean, there are some uh, very key 
categorical items that can be worked on from a business ownership standpoint. And and really, it's just getting the house in order, right? And, and that's what we really try to focus in on. And we have those discussions with the business owners that are saying, look, I don't know if I'm looking to retire now or if I'm looking to retire in maybe three to five years, but it's coming. And so is now the right time to sell? Are there certain things that I need to improve on the business before I put it up on the market? Those are all open items for discussion. We'll take a quick break and come back with Joe Breyer. In fact, we've got Joe the entire hour, Aaron. Yes. So uh, we're going to really dive deep into the weeds on this. And if you have questions off the air to reach out to Joe's company, it's LakeCountryAdvisors.com. Simply put, TheCowellWay.com. But you don't mind a phone calls either. I'm sorry? You don't mind phone calls? No, I love phone calls. 262-522-4040 is our number. Joe, what's your number, too? They can get me direct at 414-429-3615. I'm writing this down as we speak. (laughs) Joe, (laughs) we're going to come back right after the break. Joe Breyer with Lake Country Advisors. Aaron Kowal, the host of today's Retirement Clinic, Saturdays at 10 on WISN from the Kowal Investment Group. Locations? In Waukesha, the world headquarters, yes. Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine, Racine, yes, <laughs> almost, almost forgot those Racine. <laughs> Spitzner would be he unhappy. would be so hurt. Right, Paul. that's his stomping ground. That's at Highway 20, right off the freeway, uh, and the newest location for the Kowal Investment Group. A quick break on WISN. We'll be right back. Money. Get back. Welcome back. WISN's Retirement Clinic, hosted by the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Aaron Kowal, with today's guest, uh, Joe Breyer is president of Lake Country Advisors, and we've been talking about M&A, in other words, mergers and acquisitions uh, in the business world, and exit strategies. We've got some tips and advice. Really, you know, this portion of the show is normally the boss segment business owner savings and security yeah Aaron like you said this whole show the whole show is, is the boss hour kind of yeah it is yeah the boss hour I yeah. like that we'll, we'll, so we'll using your that. like you said before I think Joe you told me off the year retirement for business owners yeah, yeah that's right I mean when when a business owner is looking to retire, they can't just put in their notice. (laughs) They actually have to figure out how am I going to get out of this thing? And and it is a very complex process. And so that's why, you know, you just put it on eBay. You can't, no, you can't put it on eBay. You know, uh, you shouldn't put it on Craigslist. You know, (laughs) you really need to package it accordingly and you need the right advisors in your corner. Yeah. So tell me a a bit about the process because I know we have a whole process for retirement, um, and it's not just oh you're going to retire. Yeah, okay, let's let's go. Uh, there is a process. Tell me a little bit about your process and how you how you work with with clients. I'm selling a business. Um, I want to I want to I'm serious about it. And I want to get it done within a year. What's the process? Walk me through that. Yeah, so we kind of hit on this a little bit in the last segment, but you know the the first step in the process is really to you know understand the goals and objectives of the seller understand what the value of the business is, and then give them an answer, as many questions as we possibly can up front to set expectations accordingly. Because it is a wild roller coaster of emotions when a business owner is selling their business. And so we want to be able to prep them accordingly and make them understand, right? And so 
it, the more that they can anticipate what's about to happen, the smoother the process is. So once all of that information is delivered to the seller and they're able to make that informed decision that they want to move forward and put it up on the open market, well, there's a lot of steps that follow that. Step number one is we need to package the business accordingly. So what we typically do is we collect historical financials, typically five years for you business owners. You know, If you want to start prepping, you want to get your profit and loss statements, your balance sheets, your cash flow statements, your tax returns. Um, we also want to analyze what the equipment is like. So we need a depreciation schedule of assets. And if you own the real estate, then we want some real estate information as well. When we gather all that information, we begin to package the business accordingly, and then we're set to launch our marketing efforts. But when we market a business for sale, it has to be done, and here's the key word, confidentially. No one wants the, the idea of their business for sale being open to just everyone. And so we need to create awareness without letting anyone know what the actual opportunity that, that's is. That's almost the opposite of a <laughs> residential real estate. Absolutely. Where yeah. you put a sign on the front lawn, you have an open house, and hundreds of people come, right? That's right. There's yeah. no MLS for selling businesses. <laughs> well, that's a great point. So, yeah. so we need to really construct a customized marketing campaign to identify specific targets that are out in the marketplace and go after them and see if they'd be interested interested in an opportunity of whatever it is. So let's say it's a CNC machine shop located in Fort Atkinson, okay? We're not advertising the name of the business, and we're not advertising even the city of which it's located. We're going to say, you know, CNC shop for sale located in southeastern Wisconsin. Or sometimes if they're so niche, we'll have to we'll have to expand that geographic region mm. and say that it's located in the state of Wisconsin or sometimes the Midwest. And so by just doing that, then we get buyers to begin to contact us and they want more information because not much is being shared out of the gates. But it's enough for them to do a follow-up. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm interested. They can't just place ads on WISN and say, all right, we're selling this company and here's the price. Give me a call at. We we give them enough information, uh, just like you said, to, to, to understand that it's something of interest and they want to get more information. And so when they call us and they say, hey, we're calling about that CNC machine shop located in southeastern Wisconsin. What can you tell us about it? We jokingly say, Nothing. Not much. <laughs> we can't tell you anything. Not until you sign a non-disclosure agreement and you tell us a little bit about yourself, what your background is, what your, your skill set is, and most importantly, what's your buying power? You're almost vetting the buyers for the seller of the business in a way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, wow, what a great process. What a great way to go about it. Yep. Yep. And you know, so, so you can't not- just fog a mirror and be qualified. You have to be able to... Buy it. Right. <laughs> I have the financing to do it and operate it. Because well, I don't know anything about CNC machining. Joe's not going to want to sell me one of their companies that is a CNC machine shop. I put myself in your show, shoes, Joe, and yes, exactly. Are you qualified as a buyer? I mean, otherwise you're just wasting time here, right? Um, and that's when you find out during that process. Absolutely. And there's all different types of buyers. I'll quickly go through the main categories. Sure. One is a solo entrepreneur. Someone that works in corporate America and they, um, they're they sick and tired of corporate America. They want to come and, and buy their first business ever. Okay, The second type of buyer is a serial entrepreneur. They've bought multiple businesses in the past and, and they're running them. And there are guys out there that are, that are running three, four, five, seven businesses at a time. 
Then there is the companies, and the companies could be a synergistic company looking to grow and expand, or it could be a direct competitor. And then the last and final category of buyers is investment groups. And those can be small family investment groups, or they can be private equity groups. All categories of buyers are going to look at the same business, they're going to value it differently, and they're going to approach it differently because one might be 100% reliant on bank financing, another one will be reliant on investments that have been raised and they're an all-cash buyer. Totally different types of buyers, and that is very important to understand that's why we're here. We are here to help analyze that and understand what types of buyers and, and really guide our sellers in the right direction. That's awesome. Um, we, we only have a few minutes till our next break, but I wanted to to pick your brain um, a little bit that let's say I've got a CNC machine shop. But I'll keep going with your example. Um, and what What things should I be doing now? I want to sell a year from now, two years from now. Uh, you know, Ignoring any possible recession, anything like that down, down the road. What should I be doing today to make my business uh, max valuation at the time that I want to sell? Yeah, so we, we briefly touched on some of these business value drivers um, that we talked about in the last segment too, right? So, so I'll name probably maybe the top 10 that business owners should be thinking about. You know, number one is owner dependency. Are you de- Is the business dependent on you as the owner? Is it time to start delegating some of the duties and responsibilities that you have to other employees and key management, right? You know, I'll meet with some of these business owners and who's in charge of marketing? Me. Who's the shop manager? Me. Who who's doing the, the bookkeeping? Yeah, me. Yeah. Who's cleaning the toilets? Yeah. Me. Yeah, right. Too much, right? So you want to really try to eliminate your duties and responsibilities because if you're working 80 hours a week and you're in charge of everything, it just makes it so much more difficult to sell that type of business. That can, there's some people that are, you hear the term control freak, they admit it. I got to know everything. Got to have my fingers on every facet of my company, my business. Maybe that's a good thing in their mind. I, I think in the big picture, boy, you're burning the candle at both ends, right? Mm-hmm. 80 hour weeks and things like that. Yeah, sometimes I, it's a good thing, but not when you're selling a business, right? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> because you just, you want to be able to have your management staff in place that handles each division within the company, right? And the more you can do that, the better off you're going to be in selling the business. So if you are one of those individuals where you're owning the company and you're in charge of everything, you know, and and if you're looking to sell your business in three to five years from now, it's time to start preparing and start delegating some of those duties and responsibilities off to other individuals. Uh, Joe, your website gives us a lot of information if we're looking to get in touch with you, if you are a business owner or buyers and interested in talking about M&A and things like that. I, we'll give out that website now. It's lakecountryadvisors.com. I thought you said you're in Waukesha and Fond du Lac. Is that right? Correct. Yep. The, the offices are. And, of course, Aaron Kowal, the retirement group. Yeah, the Cobalt I mean, Retirement Group. The, <laughs> don't forget that word. Yeah, don't don't forget us. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Find us at two six two five two two forty forty the Cobaltway dot com. Also on all the socials, Twitter, uh, Cobalt underscore Invest. 
uh, Facebook and connect with us and with me personally on LinkedIn as well. Market updates Monday through Friday during the uh, afternoon drive show. Mark Bellings at 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks every day. Absolutely, yeah. Give us an indication as to uh, where the markets are going. <laughs> Lately, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been, been interesting. It's been interesting. Uh, those occur Monday through Friday. This show, The Retirement Clinic, 10 a.m. every Saturday. Uh, we'll get back and talk more with Joe Breyer uh, after a quick break here in WISN. The Retirement Clinic, right back. Back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN, the Kowal Investment Group, and Aaron Kowal. Aaron's your host today. The sexy segment, we do this every week, whether it's hosted by you or, or you Father Jeff Kowal yeah. about wealth management and preservation. We also have Joe Breyer with us. He's a president of Lake Country Advisors, and we've been talking about mergers and acquisitions. And we're just kind of kind of lump this all together. So we've got a lot to do in the time left, Aaron. Yeah, we we've got a lot to cover. We need a few hours here to get through everything <laughs> that we that we really want to. Um, the 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 sexy segment today it. it ties nicely because a lot of the wealth created for this topic is generated from the sale of a business. Um, and so it's from a white paper that we have. If you're interested in uh, in getting it from us, uh, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to send it to you. But it's on uh, philanthropy. We're joking. That's a hard word to say. And here I, I screwed it up first chance I get. Uh, and and uh, charitable planning. Uh, so do you want to have a – so this is from our white paper that we have. I'm going to read part of – Part of this. If you want the rest, feel free to reach out to us. But do you do you want to have a major impact on a charity or a cause that means a great deal to you? Uh, one top financial issue we hear about from today's individuals and families is charitable giving. How to do it well and how to do it better. Smart giving is usually best accomplished as part of your overall financial situation. Just like with everything, it, nothing in your financial planning is is done in, in a vacuum, uh, in siloed. They're all it's all together, all related. And by considering the various assets you have, you can plot out a path to results that are very worthwhile to all, to all parties involved, including you, your family, your business if you own one, and charitable organization. To get those results, charitable planning is often coordinated with estate or income tax planning. There are many ways to accomplish charitable giving. So here's some examples. Uh, a will bequest. Uh, through a will bequest, you leave a charitable gift in your will, and the gift does not go to charity until the will is probated. That's you know that that's a pretty basic way to be able to to do it. Uh, there's some other ones that you're that you're actually able to see the the fruits of what you uh, are doing while you're still alive. Um, uh, not all of them, but some. Uh, private foundation is is another one where you set up a private nonprofit organization that receives most of its contributions from a single wealthy individual or family, usually very wealthy. Uh, and with a private foundation, a minimum amount of the foundation's assets must be distributed annually. Uh, Donor-advised fund, uh, I've seen some of that. So think of donor-advised funds as charities that invest in pooled investment vehicles. And what you donate earns a federal income tax deduction for the entire gift because the, the DAF is technically a nonprofit. You can then at your own pace pinpoint certain charities along the way and decide how much to give each one. Clearly there's a, when you talk about deductions and the charitable giving, that whole topic. Yeah. It's, there's, it's great. You're, let's say you donate to your church, right? Yeah. That's fantastic. You do get some deductions for that. Yeah. That's also fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's so, I mean, some of these are so, they're so complex. I could throw it out here on a, on a bullet point list, but we could do a whole show on donor advised funds. We do many shows on them. 
Um, and at last I'll go go into today. I mean, there's charitable trusts you know, and others, but to get all of them, you got to get our white paper from us, right? Uh, it's charitable gift of life insurance. Uh, you know, this this approach to plan giving uses a traditional financial tool, life insurance, in an innovative way. And as the donor, you designate a charity as the owner of your life insurance policy, and generally you can take a tax deduction for the premiums. And then, but is you leveraging the premiums to to create a, a lot of uh, money going to a charity. So while charitable gifts can pr- produce substantial benefits for donors, it's very important to remember that charity comes first in the equation. If tax mitigation is your only concern or your primary concern, other wealth management strategies separate from plan giving are likely to give you better results. Uh, and if certain charities and causes are dear to you, However, philanthropy can be a very effective way for you to do something truly worthwhile for others while doing well for yourself financially. Uh, there are many moving parts to coordinating giving effort because of the multiple parties involved. There's donors, charitable organizations, and multiple goals that possibly are being pursued, whether it's a charitable impact, tax mitigation, estate tax mitigation, uh, family legacy, the list goes on. Taking a do-it-yourself approach to charitable planning is the same as with selling your business. Uh, and retirement planning, um, it's possible, but the probability that you'll miss something important that could have an impact on your ultimate results can be very, very high. So uh, that's just just a snippet from what we have here in our in our white paper. If you want it, let reach out to us at thecowalway.com. Um, I want to throw it over the, to to Joe though. We were talking a little bit about this. Have you ever seen much at all in your transactions um, with people that are uh, so sellers that are looking to make a philanthropic impact? Yeah, once in a while it does come up, and that is all part of, like we were saying before, when we meet with the business owner, it's not just about the sale of the business. It's about all these other aspects that they are trying to accomplish in the overall sale, and maybe some of that is philanthropic, right? But we, as advisors uh, in the M&A world, we like to take the approach of dream, uh, teamwork to make the dream work. And in doing so, we bring in all of the seller's advisors from their financial planners, the accountants, the attorneys. And so I'm going to stay in my lane (laughs) and do what needs to be done from an (laughs) M&A side. But absolutely, when someone has those kinds of uh, philanthropic ambitions, we got to sit down with their financial planner and really understand what the overall goals and objectives consist of. Yeah, if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to get there. <laughs> um, so that's, that's it for the, the, the sexy segment. Uh, thanks for your, your input on, on that show. Um, I did want to, as we're you know, fond to say, circle back, Paul. Uh, <laughs> Jen, circle back Saki. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no. She's no longer oh, no. circling back, by the way. They have somebody the else up there right now. Yeah. Um, but let's circle back to Joe's list, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we... You know, you mentioned we got ten things on this list. We got through one. Yeah, right. There's, it's such a meaty topic. Um, so what? What else? We talk about the owner dependency. That you don't want the owner to be have, to be wearing all the hats mm-hmm. in the company. What else to, to to try to can we do to try to drive the value of the business? Yeah, I'll just kind of ramble off the remaining list. And of course, you know, anyone out there, if you guys want to sit down and take advantage of our free consultation, please visit our website. 
lakecountryadvisors.com and give us a call. And we're happy to meet with everyone and anyone and, and help you guys plan accordingly. But here are just a few others. You know, um, a lot of businesses that do business-to-business sales, there could be a customer concentration issue. And what that means is, is there one customer that is making up the vast majority of uh, the business revenue? If that's the case, we want to try to work on that, right? We want to analyze the financial trend. That would be another business value driver. Are you going up? Are you steady? Or is it decreasing, right? Um, we want to take a look at your labor force and how many employees do you have? And, and out of your labor force, do you have key employees and people that are actually at a management level? We'll take a look at the real estate and um, the condition of the real estate and are there environmental issues? We'll take a look at your equipment and what kind of condition is the equipment in? Um, we always want to analyze your balance sheet and do you have almost too much cash in your bank account because there's going to be a point where we're talking about working capital and uh, uh, what kind of capital expenditure needs are required on the company. And so literally the list goes on and on and on. And that's just another big reason why you need someone with experience, expertise, and someone that's local that understands this Mm -hmm. and is able to help you accomplish your exit strategy goals and objectives. It's a a process. Selling a business does not just happen overnight. You don't just wake up and say, I'm going to get in touch with that Joe guy and he's going to sell it tomorrow, right? It's a seller's market. Everybody's buying houses the same. A little bit different with a business, right? It is. You know, people are talking about putting their house up on the market and and they get 10 offers on their first day, right? You know, the business world is so different. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's a... It's a. There's no MLS for business, no, right? No, and on average, it probably takes about eight to twelve months to be able to successfully sell a business from the time you launch to the time you close. Wow. So you guys got to take that into consideration, and then afterwards, you're not just handing the keys over like you do in residential real estate. As a business owner, you're probably going to need to stick around and participate in a transition service agreement where you're assisting the new buyer and showing them the day-to-day operations after closing. And and that can be anywhere from 30 days to sometimes five years. It just depends on what we negotiate and and what you're looking for as a business owner who's looking to sell. Wow, that's that's fascinating. Think about that. you got to do it the right way. We talked about this, and I think the wheelhouse, the revenue you said for the businesses that you work with, Joe, between $1 and $50 In that, annual revenue, right? In annual revenue, that's correct. Yeah, so, so that's that, a that's a big range, but um, that that's the area of expertise a market that's that we really have. Underserved, too. It is. It's a huge market that's underserved because the investment bankers will really not look at anything less than that, and unfortunately, the business brokers might not be as sophisticated to be dealing with stuff like working capital and really in-depth creative deal structures that are necessary for these types of businesses. Talking about M&A and all, you know, selling your business, but doing it the right way, really good stuff. And if you want to reach out off the air, if it is, you know, this is my retirement plan. How often have we talked about that Mm -hmm. where business owners get so wrapped up wearing so many hats that we just mentioned with Years worth of boss segments about... The, you the business could. the retirement plan. So this whole this whole show was the boss segment here yeah. today. Uh, <laughs> we'll come right back and give out all of the contact info for Lake Country Advisors and, of course, the Kowal Investment Group here on WISN. Aaron Kowal hosting the retirement clinic today. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back.
Wrapping up today's retirement clinic, now Monday through Friday, the Cowell Investment Group with the market updates during the Mark Belling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news blocks. We are thanking Aaron Cowell, Joe Breyer. What a great show. President of Lake Country Advisors today. There's a lot to selling a business that oh, yeah. I realized. Oh, yeah. So much. There's there's more. And that's why you need somebody that specializes in that. Just like we specialize in retirement planning. Why go anywhere else? Why would you go anywhere else for someone that doesn't specialize in selling a business? So, uh, uh, Joe, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, if you could just one more time give give us your contact information if somebody wants to reach out to you for more information. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys, for having me. Um, best place to reach us is just go to our website. It's real simple. It's lakecountryadvisors.com. That's Lake countryadvisors.com. Guys, thank you very much. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and I really appreciate it being on the show today. I'm just saying, I learned a lot. It was, <laughs> it was really interesting today, and finding out about business owners, what they go through, the sellers, when you sell it, but also buying it as a buyer. So uh, reach out to Joe off the air with Lake Country Advisors. Aaron, your website, very easy, thekowalway.com, four locations, and yeah. we should end with the phone number. Yeah, four locations, Waukesha, Port Washington, Racine, Paul, and and Phoenix. Uh, don't don't as, forget Racine. Don't forget Racine uh, and, and Phoenix. Phone number is 262-522-4040. Uh, see us on all the socials and then uh, also at thecowalway.com. And as I mentioned, the market updates are twice a day. Your staff, everybody that's been on the show, do a great job in working with our our newsroom and our programming here in WISN. So we have celebrated over 20 years on this show. You are how many years in business at the Kowal Investment Group? 35 years now. 35. Yeah. This is the 35th anniversary it is, year. Yeah, It's a big deal. Yeah, this uh, last month. Aaron, congrats on all of Thank that. You. And your staff and your father, Jeff Kowal. Um, I enjoy the program and we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks, thanks guys. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. It is the Retirement Clinic, Saturday mornings, 10 to 11, WISN, Milwaukee. News up ahead.